know that God's got a plan for your life. God has a purpose for you. He has got a plan. He has got a place for you to go. He's got a distinct path for you to travel down. And let me let you know that our God reigns, our God is alive, and there is no scheme or plan of the enemy that will stop what God has planned for you. There may be times when you feel like you stepped off the path and maybe you missed the mark, but you know what? That's fine because God will just bring you right back where you left, where you left off and you'll carry down that path that he's created for you. No plan of the enemy, no scheme of the enemy, nothing can stop what he has planned for you. Nothing. Let me tell you, nothing. And if you're carrying around guilt and feeling like maybe you missed the mark, well, you know what? Get rid of it. Because Jesus is alive. Jesus died for you. Jesus died for me so that we would be in right standing with our Heavenly Father. And it doesn't matter where we've been. It doesn't matter what we've done. But we can stand knowing that we know, that we know, that we know that we are a new creation in Christ Jesus because of what He did for us. Nowhere in the Bible... Does it say that we're to feel guilt or condemnation? Nowhere does it say that. Anywhere. Don't listen to those lies. Keep going down that path that God's created for you and God's called you to. Don't let the lies or discouragement slow you down. Get back on the path. And nothing will stand in your way because our God is alive. Our God is alive. Our God is alive. Has he ever let you down, Krista? Never. 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 He's had a lot of opportunity, but he never did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All of us. Has he ever let you down? Never. You ever feel guilty? Like sometimes you just don't hit the mark and you feel discouraged and you wonder, like, how am I going to, like, where am I at? And God just drags you back. Yeah. Yeah. But you're a pastor. That's not supposed to happen. I know. It doesn't matter, though. It still does. Come on, we're real people. We're real people. We get discouraged. We have things happen. Things come, you know, sometimes I feel like we get attacked sometimes even more. You know, it's frustrating, but... God has got this path laid out for us and and he always brings us back onto it. Sometimes I feel discouraged. Sometimes I feel completely useless. I got to tell you, there's times. But in my weakness, he makes me strong because Jesus is alive inside of me. I just get back on the path and carry down, carry along that path. You know, isn't that awesome? It is. It's good. It's good. Do you feel like I've exposed you this morning? <laughs> Just a regular Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) How about that, eh? Regular Sunday, Bradford Community Church. I love it. I love it. Thanks, guys. That was awesome. So. What pocket did that fall into? Here we go. Isn't it great to be here and as family and brothers and sisters and hanging out with God today? Isn't that awesome? Hey, listen, I haven't done this for a while, um, and what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to grab your Bible, whatever format that comes in, if it's electronic, that's fine, if it's paper, that's fine, if you've handwritten it out yourself, page, every single page, can you imagine people used to do that? Wow. 
Okay, grab it. Let's see it. Okay, this is my Bible. Is the incorruptible seed of the Word of God. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. And I can do what it says I can do. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will receive the indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. Therefore, I will never, ever, 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 ever be the same again after today. All right. God, we just, uh, we just thank you for your word. And God, I have a, I have a, a, a special request this morning. God, that, that when we need it the most, that your word would come back to us. God, the word that you plant in our heart today, when we need it, God, that it comes back to us. And I thank you that it will produce the harvest that you intend for it to produce, in Jesus' name. You know, sometimes I, I say that, I really wanted to ask God for that, because sometimes, you know, we get, we get, into, we get into things and things happen, and, and you know, sometimes you, you forget what God's word says. Right, you get focused on what's going on around you, the things that really are just not quite the way you'd want them to be, and you get focused on that, and you forget what God's Word says. And, and we need to remember when, when, when we need it, God's Word is always there, it's alive, and it still functions and works today. So when we, when we plant God's Word inside of our minds and our hearts, it's always there. And we can just expect that God will honor His Word. So we just when you read things, and, and sometimes when God points something out to you and you're reading it in His Word, you know what, just say, God, can you... Keep this fresh in my mind when I need it. Bring it back. Bring it back. And he will. He will. There's all kinds of stuff that I learned when I was a kid sitting in church. And sometimes, you know, I may have fallen asleep. Um, you know, none of you have ever done that. Because <laughs> you know I'll jump on you if you do while I'm speaking. So, <laughs> But all that stuff still got planted inside my heart and inside my mind. And it, 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 it comes back when I need it. It's still there. It's alive. So that's kind of exciting. So anyways... Um, Mm. Those are really good. We had a, um, we've been talking about getting connected. So I don't know if this has sparked something in my mind or not, or where this has come from, but I kind of realized that our family, we come home, and you know what, after a long day, hard day at work, we're tired, and okay, sometimes you want your alone time, and you want to go sit in, uh, in, in, the, in the magic chair, as this uh, particular psychologist calls it. You go and sit inside your, in your magic chair and watch TV or do whatever it is, or you go off into your room and you do whatever it is that you do. And, uh, you know, I understand that. that. That's okay. Sometimes you need some downtime. Everybody understand? Okay? It happens. Problem is, is that sometimes you get into a bit of a rut. And sometimes you come home, and that's just what happens. And our family is different. We are not at all alike. The four of us, we are like night and day and whatever else is opposite to that. <laughs> okay? We are not, we're not at like, we all, have, we all have different things that we do. And so I kind of noticed that, that we, were, we were coming home, and I would go crash somewhere because I was exhausted, and I'd sit down and... and 
do nothing productive. Uh, Heidi would be out plucking away at the gardens because she enjoys that, and I think she's nuts. But some of you like doing that kind of thing. Pastor Shane knows what I'm talking about. There would be no gardens. There would be no weed plucking. Okay, she does that. Emma, my artsy-fartsy, um, and if you don't know Emma, she is very artsy, artsy. She is wired, cut from a different piece of cloth that I do not understand at all. But that's the way she is. So she goes off and she writes stories and she paints pictures and, and does whatever she does, artsy things. So she's off doing that. And my son, um, he has got this thing for video games. I don't know if any of you boys know what video games are, uh, but... There seems to be that the video game heads seem to have congregated here this morning. Interesting how that happened. Uh, woo, we got another one over there. Okay, Mr. Xbox One right there is in the house. Okay? So everybody goes off and does their own thing. And I got thinking about it like, this is, this is kind of sad. You know, we're, we're not really doing things together. We have our annual vacations where, you know, we go away and, and you know, we'll do things, some things that we do together, but on a day-to-day basis, we're all kind of just show up at home and everybody takes off. And sometimes that's okay, but I got thinking, you know, we're really not connecting. So I get this great idea, Heidi and I talked about it, and we sat the kids down, we had a little family meeting and just said, you know, we need to come up with something that we could do as a family and connect together and spend time together, something that we could do as a family uh, that we would all like. And let me tell you, if you have not sat down with Emma and had a conversation, she is very, very deep. I am very not. Okay? This girl is very, very deep. She's a very, very deep thinker. I am not. So she says something right off the bat. She said, just right, right, didn't, I mean, she processed it, must have went into the deeper being of who she was and come back out just as quick. She says, you know what, Daddy, that's not going to work. Huh? Seemed like a good idea at the time. It's, Daddy, it's not going to work because we're all so different. We'll never find anything that we all like. Hmm. She was right. I don't know. These are really good. I don't, she's right. I don't think that there is, that there is, Really, I don't know if there's anything that we could come up with that everybody would enjoy, right? So, Emma, good. Daddy's a little bit deep. I actually came up with a great idea. So, we have now declared uh, Castera Extravaganza Days. And basically what that means is that one of the four of us, one day a month, is going to plan a Castera Extravaganza. So, if it's Jordan's day to plan the extravaganza, he will plan out the day as to what we're going to do and try a little bit to make it fun for everybody, but it's going to be Jordan's day and we're all going to go and do what Jordan wants to do. And then Emma's going to plan a day. I got a feeling that it's going to have something to do with paint and art, probably standing in an art gallery looking, how does this make you feel? Nothing. I got nothing. But we're going to suffer through each other's stuff. It's great torturing our kids, isn't it? So, but we're going to go and we're going to do stuff and we're going to connect that way. 
and try to connect that way. And maybe we'll learn a little bit about each other a little bit more. And, you know, when we, we look back over the, over the years, I really don't want us to say that, yeah, you know, all we did was we came home and did nothing together. So we're trying that out. This is a new thing we're trying. So it's just part of getting connected. So I don't know if, if, if you've inspired me to this whole connected thing, but it's in my head, and, and I'm, it really seems like it's going to work great in my mind. So uh, anyways, try that if you like. Husbands and wives... There's another plan. If you are different people and you're cut from a different piece of cloth, because opposites do attract, okay, you're going to have to go sit in that fishing boat. You, you may even have to put like a red-green hat on and a fishing vest because I know that would excite him. But then he's going to have to go to some frilly tea room and have whatever it is that you do. You know what I'm saying? Dance? Dance. Exactly. Oh, and we got the, you two should talk. We have the, the hip-hop, the Bradford Community Church hip-hop princess right there. She is the queen of dance. <laughs> See? Well, but then you know what? He's gonna, you, go, you go and do it. And you know, you, you try to get into each other's stuff and, and connect with one another. And, and, and that's really what we're talking about. And what we're doing here as, as a church family is we're just trying to connect, connect each other together. We're all brothers and sisters. If you're sitting here and God's called you here to be part of this family, then we just kind of have to start acting like a family, and we gotta go. We gotta be with each other and spend time together and grow together, because uh, you're not here by accident. You are not here by accident. You know that. Neither are you, right? And that's what we're talking about. Anyways, I want to read this passage to you, and I'm I'm sure you've probably heard it before, and. Um, I, I just want to leave this, this visual picture with you that you can, uh, that you can hold on to and, and, and take with you. And, and if you don't remember anything I say, I want you to grab this visual image uh, of, of what I'm talking about and this passage is talking about. We're going to get into John 15, verse 1. Okay, John 15, verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. This is Jesus talking. Remain in me, and I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. No branch can bear fruit by itself. What's happened with this thing? See, it's even like... Vacuum working. <laughs> it's even just as just as I'm, I'm I'm standing, we put it on the ground, and as the service was going, and, and Ivan's subwoofer was pumping, uh, you know, there's pieces of this 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 stick that that are falling on the ground, and, and Blake breaking off and flaking off, and this is really useless, other than it's great for starting fires, right? Well, what happened to this this stick? dry. What happened? Sorry? It was separated. And when it got separated, there was, I'm going to see now, this is where I'm really, really deep and I'm very, very scientific. There was like life stuff that was going through this branch. <laughs> I, I looked it up because I was going to really want to sound smart and I, and I looked it up and I googled it and it was just like way too deep for me and I thought, ah, I'm not even going to bother 
because it, it, yeah, life stuff, okay? There was life stuff going through this branch that came from the ground. It was in the roots, and the roots sucked up all the good stuff, and it made its way up through the trunk of whatever this was attached to, made its way through this branch and the, the life stuff, okay? The lifeblood of the tree, or whatever you want to call it. I uh, hope that doesn't sound too, need, too new, new agey. Sap? You're getting sappy. Sap. Sure, sap. Whatever. Maple syrup stuff. Whatever it is, is flowing through here. It goes out to the end of the, the branches, and then what happens? There's leaves, right? And there's stuff that grows off of it. There's fruit. There's flowers. Um, good. He's not in here because he'll make fun of me. I love lilacs. And it's too bad, uh, Pastor Shane, don't start with me. Stop that. Okay? I love lilacs. I love the smell of lilacs. That does not take away anything away from my manhood. I just like the smell of lilacs. And it's very unfortunate because they're only here for, what, two or three weeks and then they're gone. But come on, when you walked by the doors of the church and came in while the lilacs were growing, I mean, wasn't that a nice... Wasn't that nice? It was a nice smell. Can one of the guys please say it was a nice smell? So, beautiful smell. Thank you. Thank you, John. That was a, that was a beautiful... Oh, it's the burgers. <laughs> it was the... Meat. <laughs> but it smelled great. But they were still attached. The branches were still attached to the trunk, which was attached to the roots, which was uh, absorbing all the, the sap... The, the life stuff that was going through the branches and creating all this green leafy stuff. But once it separates and once it's gone, it kind of dries up and it withers up and really it's not good for anything. Right? Because that branch can't live. That branch can't exist. That branch can't continue to produce fruit when it separates from the tree. It just doesn't happen. But then we have this other that doesn't smell like lilacs anymore. They're gone. But this is, this is a sad tree because the lilacs are all gone off of it. But here's your lilac tree right here. And it's got all these nice green leaves on it. And it'll keep growing leaves. And then the fall, they all come off. And then they grow back in the spring again. Because it's still attached and still getting the life stuff into it. The sap going into it. And then we've got the beautiful, the fruit of this tree is the, the beautiful lilacs that smell so nice when, when we come here. And we get to enjoy them for a few weeks. But what's going to happen now? What's going to happen to this now? It's going to die. It's already done. It's finished. It, it, it came off the tree. I took it off the tree this morning. The tree cried. It was for a good cause. We'll call it pruning. <laughs> but it's off, and then it's going to die. The leaves are going to fall off of this thing, and it's going to dry up, and it's going to be just like that because it got separated from the tree. And it can't grow anymore. It's finished. It's life's over. But while it was attached, while it was still attached to that tree, it was going to keep producing beautiful lilacs. And fruit. Grapes. These are, you can have one. You want one? Sure, I'll give you. We want one because you know you could. I should give you one. Do you want a grape? Do you like a grape? You can eat it now. It's okay. You want one, Ed? These are good grapes. I just offered you a grape in the middle of church, and you're turning me down. My goodness. Anybody want want a grape? 
Oh, great Boston. I can see you. Want one? Try one. They're really good. Well, not all of them. <laughs> he took yours too. <laughs> but this was fruit that was produced. Look how, like, there's, there's tons of grapes. It's just packed on top of this branch. There's tons of them. And that's what happened. While it was attached, it was getting fruit. It was growing fruit. That's just the way it is. Anyways, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And what Jesus is saying is that you're going to bear fruit. Your great things are going to happen when you're attached to me, when you're joined with me, when you're attached to the, the, the trunk. Who is, who, is, who is Jesus? When we're all attached, you are going to bear fruit. You can't help it. It's just going to happen. But when you allow yourself to be separated from that attachment, when you separate yourself from that attachment, things start kind of hurting inside. Things don't quite grow the way that they should. And God's not trying to make you feel guilty or anything. He's just being the way it is. When you're attached to Jesus, when you're plugged into God, and when you're, you're allowing him to feed you, when you're part of the vine, you're attached to the vine, and you're being fed by the life stuff that we were talking about in the plant, when you're being fed by God, you can't help but produce fruit. It's impossible. It's, there's nothing that you, you can't stop it. Because that's a product of being attached to him. I just want to tell you, what's, what, are some, what are some fruit? What are things of fruit that, you, which, that would be created? Or what, what kind of stuff happens? There's all kinds of fruit that comes out of you being attached to God and you being, uh, uh, being fed by God. Fruit of the Spirit's love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All good stuff. And when you have that stuff going on inside of you, things change. Your environment changes. The situations that you get involved in, where you're at, they change. They have to change. Because of that fruit that's inside of you. Because you're attached, you've got that lifeblood from Jesus flowing inside of you, flowing into you. Back to John 15, verse 6. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Remember we said at the beginning, it's my Bible. And what it says I am, have what it says I have, do what it says I can do. How about that? You remain in Jesus. Ask him. He'll take care of it for you. Do you believe it or not? Well, come on. Do you believe it or not? Do we believe God's word to be true or not? I believe it's true. Sometimes it's hard to understand it. Sometimes it, it, it may not make sense in our natural mind. Uh, you, what do you mean? If I ask God, he's going to give it to me? He's going to take care of me? Well, yeah, if you do ask him, he'll take care of it for you. It says it right there in his word. He doesn't, why would he lie about it? Thank you, Pat. Way to go and be Pentecostal. I love it. <laughs> this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy 
may be in you and that your joy may be complete. What's he saying? Well, he's abided in his Father and he's got joy inside of him. And if you're attached to Jesus, then that joy gets transferred over to you. What's joy? Does that just mean that you're happy? No. If you're joyful, you probably have a smile on your face. I would think. But joy is just knowing that God's got you taken care of. God's got your back. If you're attached to Jesus, when you're, if you're attached to him, when you are locked on to the vine, that you can be joyful, you can have a confidence knowing that what you entrust into God's hands will work out, and even when it looks like it's a piece of garbage, and it looks like it's a terrible thing, and it's going to turn out horrible, God turns it into a nice bunch of grapes. All things... All things work together for good for those who believe in him, right? All things. That means the tragedy, the things that are bad in your life, now God didn't bring it on you. God didn't, God didn't uh, make you be sick. He didn't cause you to be sick or any of that kind of garbage. Get that out of your head. That's another whole message. But he didn't do that. But you know what? If you, if, if you get sick, God will turn it around. God will take it and use it for his glory in the end. Even when it looks like you got dealt a bad hand and a sour lemon, God will turn it around and turn it into a beautiful bunch of grapes. Because that's just what happens. So that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the father will give. This is my command that you love each other. Let me tell you, this isn't the answer in every case. This isn't the explanation in every case, but I'm going to throw this out to you, okay? One of the causes of depression, separation from God. I'm not speaking as a doctor. There's, there's, there are a lot of reasons for depression. There are a lot of causes for depression, but let me tell you, that one of those causes and one of those reasons that people end up getting depressed is because they become separated from God. Your desire, you are built and designed with a passion for God. There's a hole inside of you. There's a creator inside of you, a piece of you that can only be filled by the love of Jesus, only be filled by having a relationship with Jesus. And how many times we've gone out there and tried to fill that hole with something else and it didn't work. Well, we know, we, we, we know, we've felt, I, I, we've experienced God's love in some way. I know I have. And I know I, inside of me, I know how I feel when I am distant from God, when I haven't been sucking up that, that, that lifeblood from Jesus, when I haven't been absorbing that. Uh, I, feel, I feel off. I feel distant. Does anybody know what I'm saying? Does anybody hear me? And I'm not talking about guilt. Okay, I'm not. I'm not talking about guilt. I'm just talking about just that 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 almost that that heaviness, that 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 dark feeling sometimes when it just. I know what I'm missing, but sometimes I don't go chasing after it. 
Does anybody understand what I'm saying? Does anybody get it? It's, it's, not, it's not a feeling of guilt. It's just, you know, really, when you've experienced the love of your heavenly Father, you want more. You know what I'm saying? You want more of that. You want to experience more. And, and, and God doesn't force himself on you. But when you plug in, when you're attached to the vine and you have that God lifeblood flowing into you, I'm telling you that makes a difference. I'm telling you that will help. How do you stay connected to God? How do you stay attached to the vine? How do you do that? Jesus was talking at one point and he said, It is written, man shall not live on bread alone. How do you do that? How do you, how do you keep that going? Let me tell you that, sorry, go ahead, Pat. Stay in touch with God, right. There's, just like these branches that are broken off, they're not getting fed anymore. They're not getting nourishment. And the way to, the way to, to stay plugged in, the way to, to continue to get that lifeblood pouring inside of you is to spend time with God. And back in the Old Testament, there were a lot of rules. Thou shall not do this, don't do this, don't do that. Have this festival, have that festival. Make this sacrifice, make that sacrifice. And it was a bunch of rules that we followed or that they followed. Thank God we don't have to follow those rules. Anybody read through the Old Testament and got hung up in, in, in some of those chapters and some of those, those books where it talked about, you know, killing five deer or five uh, sheep and goats and whatever else you had to sacrifice because you, um, you know, you were in a place where there was a dead body or something. Like, there was all kinds of um, crazy rules and, and things to follow and steps to go along. The rules changed when Jesus came. The rules changed. And how they changed was God, was, God had always wanted to have a relationship, a personal relationship with us. And sin had kind of separated us from God to some degree. With Jesus, God's whole heart and desire was that, that he would have a relationship with us. And it didn't become so much about following the rules, it became about following your heart. And it, and it became, why are you doing what you're doing? Why do you go to church? Well, I go to church because it says I have to because I'm a Christian. Well, you know what? Don't bother. I'm doing it because I'm following the rules. Well, why do you, why do you, why do you, give, money in, why do you give money in church? Well, because I have to because it, I have to because I'm a Christian. Well, you know what? Don't bother. God wants to know why you're doing it. Why do, you, why do you give money at church? Why do you bring your tithes and your offerings? Because I want to. Because I love God. Because I love Jesus. He has blessed me so much and I just want to give back. God looks at the heart. God looks at the heart of everything that you do. Why do you come to church? Because I want to hang out with my brothers and sisters. I want to spend time with God. I want, I want to get a recharge. I want to come together with my, my family and have God's spirit just flow through all of us and just come together and, and experience God together as a family. That's why. Do you hear what I'm saying? So it's, it's not, it, 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 how do you stay attached to the, the vine? It's spending time with God. But don't spend time with God because you feel like you have to. 
Well, you know, this, I listen to this preacher, and he spends, a, he spends 45 minutes a day reading his Bible, and he spends an hour and a half praying, and uh, that's how he starts his day. He wakes up at 3 o'clock in the morning and does that. Well, good for him. Uh, that's great. If that works for him, I am not waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning because I'll just fall back asleep again. But sometimes we feel guilty. Sometimes we get guilted and we feel like, well, you know what, uh, I, I, you know, I should be doing devotion seven days a week, but you know what, I missed yesterday. I had to get up early to take the kids to somewhere. And, you know, I never, it never ended up happening over the course of the day. Okay. God's all right with that. He misses you. And you're missing out on some time with him. But it's not, he doesn't, want you to, he doesn't want you to hang out with him because you feel like this is the rules. And I have to have this. I have to do this. It has to be done this way. That's not what God wants. God wants you to hang out with him because you want to. Wants you to pray because you want to talk to him. Wants to, want to read his word because you want to. Why do we do what we do? Let me ask you, why? Ask yourself, why do you come to church? Why do you put money in the offering plate? That's where the rules changed. That's where it all changed, and it all became part of your heart. God wants your heart. God wants to hang out with you because he loves you. There is therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. That's what I'm talking about. He doesn't want you to feel guilty because you missed out on something. He doesn't want you to feel guilty because, you know what, you, you kind of got off that path that we were talking about earlier, that plan that God had for you. You kind of stumbled off the path and you made a mistake. Well, you know what? God doesn't want you to feel condemned for that. God doesn't want you to feel condemned because you kind of started separating yourself from the, from the vine a little bit and you started pulling yourself away. God doesn't want you to feel condemned about that. He doesn't want you to feel guilty about that. He wants you to feel, I love you and I care about you. Come on back. Attach yourself to the vine. Get back on that path that I've got laid out for you. Keep going down that road because you know what? You can't help it. You're going to bear fruit. You're going to bear good fruit. And I love you. Okay, you missed devotions one or two days this week. You're not doing it because you have to. You're doing it because you just want to get closer to God and you want to spend that time with Him. Why are you doing what you're doing? I want to talk to you about something in particular that we get sucked into. We can get sucked into real easy. Has anybody heard the term grafting? We have one green thumb in the back row, another one here. Okay, so I'm going to explain this. I'm going to try. It's not really... Get, where's the microphone? Ivan, come here. Give me, give me the mic. Judy, come here. You speak grafting. Come here. You talk about grafting for a second. You're going to explain it better than I do. She was really prepared for this. <laughs> Tell us about grafting. Uh, grafting is when you take a branch off one tree, and then they will um, make a cut in another tree, and then they would put this branch on to the second tree Oops. and then they wrap it. So and you then, stick it together kind of thing like this, right? So sometimes you can have two varieties of apple tree and they'll take one and they'll graft it onto the other and then this, the one tree will bear two different types of apples. Thank you very much. That was excellent. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Grafting. Come here. Rosie, you don't know this is happening. Come here. Heidi, give, give Rosie a hug. The real hug. The, the, real the Rosie hug. hug. Come on. 
the Rosie hug. Yeah, do the Rosie hug. Come on, do the Rosie hug. There we go. No, okay, slow motion. Do that again. Do that again. Rep. This was a form of grafting. <laughs> it's kind of, it's a, it's a mixture. When they, they, you know, they're hugging on, they're wrapping around each other. I didn't want to do that. Um, but, they, but it's like that. They just kind of wrap on each other and, and hug on each other and attach to each other. And, and, and they're, they're, they're just have fun together. They, they grow together. They're, they have a rip together. They're crazy. Um, it's grafting, sticking together. And what do we do, what do we get sucked into sometimes is sometimes we, we sort of try to sort of separate ourselves from the vine. We get distracted by other things, be it video games um, or whatever else. And we start grafting ourselves, we separate ourselves from God and we start grafting ourselves to something else. That gets dangerous. Because as you start grafting yourself, as you start attaching yourself to that other thing, and you become so attached to it that the lifeblood that's going into you is coming from that as opposed to coming from God, that's dangerous. Because you start taking on those attributes of that other thing, whatever it is. You start adapting those things. They become part of who you are because that blood from that, that thing is growing inside of you. It's flowing inside of you, and you start changing and becoming like that. Now, video games are okay, guys, okay? Don't worry, him too, okay? Video games are all right. But it comes to a point when you spend too much time in the video games and too much time doing the things that, you know, that you do, and you graft yourself onto that thing. You get the Heidi Rosie hug, Okay, you start grafting yourself into that thing and that's where you're getting fed. That's a dangerous place to be. Don't feel guilty about that. Don't feel condemned about that. I'm not here to make you feel bad about it. I'm just telling you, you know what, if you're not feeling right, if you're feeling kind of bummed out, if you're feeling kind of heavy, I want you to take a look at what you've grafted yourself to. I want you to rip yourself off of whatever that is, graft yourself back onto the vine, start producing fruit for Jesus. In Jesus' name, you'll have a smile on your face, you'll have joy in your heart, you'll have peace in your life, and things will be all right. Try it. Try it. Attach yourself to the vine. Um, I've got to do this here for a second. So, Jordan, give me that. I need that Bible. It's broken? That's okay. That means it's been read lots. Hang on a second. Picture this. Muskoka. Cottage. Back deck. sit out in the back deck and make a coffee. And I sit there and make a coffee. 
and attached to the vine. In God's life, I'm lost in this world. I'm all changed. I get encouraged. The church died. For one day, I was sitting there and I was reading my Bible. you don't know Jesus, I want you to know that Jesus is awesome. God loves you with a love you can never understand. I don't get it. I just know that he does. And you know what? Because of that love, he sent his son, God sent his son Jesus to die for you so that he would pay the price for your sin. And that one day, when you leave, when we leave this earth, you can be white as snow and know that you're going to go be in heaven with Jesus forever. And then we won't have to sit on that dock and have that coffee with the Bible. We're actually going to sit on that dock with Jesus. Listen to the birds. All the rest of it, we're going to hang out with Jesus and sit on that dock and we're just going to talk. Man, would that be awesome? That'd be awesome. But you know, John and I have both done some stupid things in our life. Never. Sorry, man, I'm picking on you, but we've both done some dumb things in our life. But God's grace is big enough to cover it all. 
loves to see us smile. God loves to hang out with us. And he wants that for you too. If you haven't asked Jesus into your heart, I want to pray with you. I won't embarrass you or anything like that, but I want to pray with you. If you haven't asked Jesus into your heart and you want to do that, why don't you put your hand up right now and we'll, we'll say a prayer together. If you haven't asked Jesus into your heart right now, just slide your hand up and we'll pray. Today's your day. Don't leave without him. Don't leave without him. Don't leave without him. Wait just another few seconds. just so thankful that you care about us and God that you love us and God you see through some of the stuff that we hang on to God I thank you that your grace is big enough to cover it I thank you that you love us I thank you that we're forgiven and God I just ask you that uh, that you would speak to us this morning God, that you would just give us those opportunities to sit on the dock and spend time with you, wherever that is. God, just give, it, give us the time, the opportunities to just sit there and be quiet and hang out with you. Because we really want to. I thank you, God, that you just, you'll be there. You're always there. blessed. May every step that you take this week be blessed and ordered by the Lord. May you go out in the strength and power of his might and the authority that is invested in you in the name of Jesus. Go and use that authority. Go take ground for him. And everywhere you go, know that the Holy Spirit goes and is inside you and through you and will never, ever, ever leave you hanging. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Dismissed.